But anyway, yeah, so the next topic we were going to discuss was the new South Park season, right? I don't know, if Sal, have you watched any of that? South Park season. What's new with South Park? Oh, uh, dude, so why don't you talk about it, Dave? Kind of get catch him up to speed on, like, the, the little shift that's been going on in South Park. I've already. heard about the fuck China. Yeah. yeah. China. Is that, is that, that's what the, all, that's Yeah, that's about? the latest episode that came out last Wednesday. Yeah. And so I, that episode actually got the show banned in China. And Which is funny because that's the title of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking knew. Trey Parker and Matt Stone are... I mean, were they not banned really, in China before that? They're like super, super I'm offensive. I'm surprised they're not. They yeah. Were yeah. Anything that criticizes China isn't allowed in China for the most part. Yeah. And so <laughs> basically there's this interesting um, shift that's been going on in South Park since about last season where South Park always kind of made a name for itself for being like the uh, the centrist show. The satirical voice of like, like, Like kind of like, oh, we, we hit everybody equally. But starting about last season, they kind of started taking a shift where they the they were a little more left politics. Yeah. Like, um, and not like PC left politics, like genuine left politics. Like um, they kind of uh, recanted their statements about climate change with Man Bear Pig. They acknowledged that climate change is real and that we're all <laughs> doing nothing about it. And that baby yeah. boomers have basically destroyed the earth and like um, um, and like basically sold us all down the river so that they could have nice shit. Yeah. Um, and that we're doing the same thing to the next generation because we're just too comfortable. Um, there was an episode where they basically made Jeff Bezos look like a demented <laughs> sociopath. Um, they compared Amazon uh, fulfillment centers to uh, basically wage slavery of mining so- stores, you know, company stores. I watched a video on YouTube about like anima- Amazon workers reacting yeah. to that episode, and they were like, you know, it's pretty accurate. I mean, it's a little... Some of it's a little blown out of proportion, like with Bezo and his head and blah, 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 blah. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> he's literally a giant alien head. <laughs> but, like, when, when those, like, accidents, like, happened or, like, almost happened in, like, the episode, like, somebody was like, yo, dude, that straight up almost happened to me before. It's like they actually went in here. Like, I think they might have hired somebody and then, like, pulled him out to write about it. No, it's nuts, dude. Um... And the funny thing too, so then this season even even more obvious. First first episode is uh, is a parody of Ice, mm-hmm. and uh, they outright compare Ice camps with children to, to the uh, ghettos yeah. in the Holocaust. They outright make the Ice guys look buffoonish, and the scenes where Ice kids are uh, the kids are abducted from their homes by Ice are not played for humor at all. They're played like really straight and they're like really uncomfortable to yeah. watch. It's like really horrifying actually. The, the funniest part about that episode was Mexican Joker. Oh yeah. So, so just for context, anybody, we can play the clip. Uh, let me see if I can play, uh, I'm going to pull up the clip right now. While you're pulling that up um, with that, with, with that episode, um, I feel like it, it could be interpreted in a couple of ways. Like it can be viewed as like how ridiculous it sounds for people comparing ice to Holocaust survivors and all that, or it can, or they can be trying to be real serious, but it's it, it's it's a really sensitive area to touch on and compare like something as tragic as the Holocaust to people just being deported and taken from their families. Sure, yeah. and I think, but I think the episode was more leaning towards the side of like this is wrong and like yeah. I mean it because is. they obviously make the joke where Cartman's like talking about he's like uh, he's talking to Kyle who's Jewish and he's talking about like because he got him thrown in an ice camp through yeah. some machinations but he goes he goes like oh man he goes like you know who cares if we just take a bunch of people we don't like and throw them in camps and put them away? oh kyle oh i didn't even realize dude that's so fucked up for your people yeah. and kyle's whole point is like <laughs> no it's 21 no seasons. and the joke and the joke is too the joke is too also like 
yeah, it's fucked up. And they're, the, tr- the funny thing is the ice guys, when they realize Kyle's Jewish, they're like, oh, this looks so bad. But yeah. Kyle's point is, no, it's not because I'm Jewish, it's bad. It's be- it's fucked up to do this to anybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like um, it's not just because of the Holocaust connection. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they were leaning a little more towards parroting it. But I think this is the clip I have right here. Okay, you remember how they always create the villain? Some random person who, when they were a child, got taken from their parents and locked away? And the kid was just left to sit and plan revenge? What you're doing here is creating a Mexican Joker. And what's a Mexican Joker going to do? He's going to grow up and have memories of being wronged by you, and he will grow and wait, and then finally fight back with a passion unlike anything you've ever seen. Which one of them do you think is... <laughs> oh, man, it kind of... He goes, uh, which one of them do you think is going to be Mexican Joker? And he goes, no, that's the point. It's any of them. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, and then, so then the China thing and the China thing is interesting too, right? Cause you think of like, okay, you're criticizing a communist government. How is that like left? Like you wouldn't imagine that's a kind of a right wing thing to do, right? Blindly. Mm-hmm. But what they're really doing is it's more complicated than that. What they're actually doing in that episode is commenting how even capitalism is basically the reason that China's government is kind of the, the how, as powerful as it is. Because even though China is a communist country, its world, its its place on the world stage is fueled by how much of a of a of a fertile market it is with how Chinese many people market, it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and how even now American producers will take notes from the Chinese government, not maybe directly, but they'll know like, oh, China doesn't really like that. China doesn't really like this. And they'll literally alter our American art forms to cater to that. So it's like, in a way, capitalist obsession with getting as much money as possible from foreign overseas markets, particularly in art, is actually causing it to be indirectly censored. Yeah. Like, um... Even with, like, the whole... It definitely is being censored. The whole also. business thing of just kind of like, uh... You see... If you guys have heard about the thing with Blizzard, Blizzard Entertainment yep. and Hearthstone... I have not. Can you inform so, me? So, there was, like, a Hearthstone... Hearthstone... You know Hearthstone is? Yeah. So, it's a Blizzard's, like, little card game, World of Warcraft-inspired, but... He won the tournament, and kind of the moment he used to kind of, like, say what he wanted to... He was kind of speaking to, like, people, you know, asking people to, like, support Hong Kong. I don't know what he said specifically, but basically he was talking about Hong Kong. Okay. And so China, so Blizzard, who has, you know, big roots in China, I guess a lot of people play Hearthstone in China, you know, they told him, what Blizzard ended up doing is they told him that they took away his prize money, they banned him from competing in future tournaments, they banned, like, the commentators who were commentating the event and let him say those things, they banned, they fired them. And then uh, they're not gonna they're, they were gonna give him his prize money like anyway, and so they kind of did it in the name of like these businesses kind of doing stuff in the name of China in the defense of China. Yeah. And their whole apology so when they apologized they gave two apologies, and uh, so like when when so Blizzard when they banned them they released an apology because all the backlash like people were trying to like delete delete their accounts and like not use their products anymore yeah. oh they're boycotting them because of their own obs- yeah because they're like hey if, if you're so obsessed with uh with the chinese market or foreign markets that uh we find maybe their values don't reflect ours but you're going to ignore that just for the sake of making money um then we'll we'll boycott you with our own dollar Boy- or boycott <laughs> boycott 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 is the opposite that's when you support a business <laughs> um boycott you uh, we'll, we'll use your your capitalist obsession against you. Yeah. Like, um, did it work? Probably not. Well, so um, they released two apologies. Can you get a billion people to unsign <laughs> from Blizzard? Like, <laughs> but they released two apologies. They released one for the American people, like the Western people, and they released another one for China. And if you read them, like they're two totally different meanings. 
Like one is like, we're sorry, China, that somebody from our company lambasted you versus like, oh, we're sorry that we support China. Like, is yeah. that, well, it was like, kind of like, we're sorry that we like, we didn't let this dude speak, blah, 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 the Western people. Because I think he was speaking and advocating for some sort of human rights and blizzards. With, in in blizzards Hong Kong. Like, no. And then China, I guess China, the China or Hong, someone in blizzard told him, no, don't, don't let him say that. Yeah. And then, but when they apologized in Chinese, it was a whole idea of like, oh, we're sorry for offending the pride of China. And that's, you know? and that's something that I find very um, unfortunate as well, is like it's hard to criticize these ideas because there is this kind of weird connection, I think, and, and I think the, the, the Chinese government does this too, where um, it, it's like it's acted as though if you criticize the government of China, you're criticizing the people and the culture mm -hmm. of China, and that's not true. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I can criticize the administration of America without criticizing every single American person I've ever met. Do you know how many Chinese cultures there are in China? Alone? Exactly, and yeah. it's like I have, and like I that. like uh, you can't at all. But I think Japanese, I think, I, but it's treated especially in media that's corporate owned that dialogue. has. Yeah especially in corporate-owned media that has kind of a stake in appeasing a large market like that, they'll treat it as such to yeah. try to silence that and be like, no, 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 we're cool. We're cool. Please let the Avengers be shown. Yeah. <laughs> no, like ABC News is not going to really go hard on China because they're ultimately going to be like, yeah, but ABC is owned by Disney and Disney has about 18 films coming out in China this year that need to make a lot of fucking money. Mm. Um, uh, Thanos special effects cost quite a bit of money. Um, we need these <laughs> monies back. Um, but yeah, so, um, and I think we kind of got on the tangent about that specific topic, but I think wrapping this around, what I really wanted to talk about the South Park thing is, do you guys think that has to do with the kind of cultural moment that we're in, where even though it's very polarized, like even, like we're so polarized that perhaps maybe even South Park realizes we can't really play the middle man game anymore. Yeah, um, it, it might just, just start sounding like a cop out with their season. Right? Sure, and it's like they've never been particularly kind to Trump. No. But um, in this season they haven't even touched on Trump yet, but they've been talking about so much of what related is related to the right wing in America today. Well, in there it's, it's Garrison who's acting as Trump. Yeah, and I think what's brilliant about it too <laughs> is that in this first season they're being even farther left than they usually are because they're not just criticizing people who are ostensibly right wing they're criticizing people that you would imagine are ostensibly left wing like hollywood filmmakers yeah. jeff bezos but he's like no it's like the the neoliberal economics they play are actually not left they're very much exploitative and very much fueled by well can we just ignore human rights violations to an extent like as yeah. long as people are are comfortable and convenient um it's 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 kind of an interesting i thought it was really cool and i think it's fueled a lot by the fact that people like like democratic socialism has never had a big of as big of a moment in america as it's having like in the last couple of years mm. in previous generations somebody like a bernie Sa bernie sanders was never a household name until recently like even though he's been in politics for decades yeah. yeah. alexandria ocasio cortez would not have been a household name 15 years ago if she was a little bit older like wouldn't have been yeah. just she would be like this oh well Sorry. Who's that uh who's that young baddie senator? She's always talking about all this weird shit about socialism. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't know if she's Yeah. It's like, do you think it has to do with that? That there's like this uh this kind of uh, rising moment for uh for for left le like true left wing politics in America? I mean it could be. Uh it could also be dependent on what the what their parent company is telling them to write and what they feel like putting on their channels. This is true. Because Viacom, from what I remember, they lean pretty left 
which in, oh, you not, can speak up a bit, David. Sorry, because oh, you guys sorry. are sharing the mic now. It's a little harder to pick gotcha, up. But you're yeah. good. You're good. So what I was saying is like, um, I, I think the parent companies could probably have an influence what they want on their channels and the content, you know, filter it out. But um, the writers kind of, I it, like Matt Stone, Trey Parker seem like they want to kind of break away from the centrist um, perspective. Sure. Um, and and I feel like um, that's kind of been brought aboard with characters like PC Principal and even the the episode where um, PC or I mean the uh, the season where PC Principal like was introduced um, they even acknowledged like South Park is not going to be the same it's going to change and like um, it was really well written I, I feel like but um, yeah I, I think there is definitely uh, <coughs> an influence or a, a rising leftist point of view in South Park especially with um, Randy you know on Integrity Farms everyone's like it's kind of like showing how America is becoming more and more comfortable with um, recreational marijuana yeah but even how that it's like this thing you would imagine as a bastion of the left right but as mm -hmm. soon as it becomes legalized it becomes bureaucrati bureaucratized I would say yeah and it becomes like he gets fueled in neoliberal politics as well to the point where he's willing to ignore He's he witnessed the the some of the human rights violations in nations like China or similar places like Russia or stuff mm -hmm. firsthand, and yet he doesn't care because he's gonna make yeah. a shit ton of money. Yeah. Like, Three hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, really That's is not actually that much money. Like, so hard. <laughs> uh, if you all don't know, three hundred thousand dollars is not that much money. <laughs> um, barely, he's probably not even breaking a profit with how I much mean, property like, he owns in like, Colorado. Yeah, you can you can buy a house with that, but I mean. Not here. <laughs> um, Thanks, Tesla. Uh, fuck you, Tesla. Elon Musk, you maniac. <laughs> People always say Elon Musk is like a great businessman. He's opened like 15 businesses, and most of them haven't gone anywhere. So he's just like, he's a supervillain. Okay? No, he's going to space. He's going to space. He, ha he has the potential to be... A real life supervillain. No, no, no. Like, like I genuinely think, like, you know how like Jeff Bezos looks like Lex Luthor, Lex Luthor, and yeah. kind of acts like him too. Yeah. I would totally <laughs> imagine Elon Musk would be Brainiac from Superman, like just a supercomputer brain. <laughs> like, like, he just gets, he just becomes so like elevated that he's like, um, you know what? Um, humanity is really not that great after all. Like, you guys need to be, um, you know, enhanced. What if, um, what if he's, what if District Nine was a real thing? Right? Do you guys remember that movie? Ten of course, ago? yeah. Oh, that movie was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But what if that? Because he's from South Africa, where that movie takes place. Oh yeah, his dad <laughs> also has a very interesting history with apartheid, but I don't really know that much about it. I just know there's the the it's floating around out there. Um, <laughs> he's acknowledged that before, and he says him and his dad were never particularly close. So, yeah, mm, don't gotcha. don't hold that against that him. That was pretty pretty PC answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was fucked up. But me and my dad didn't even play catch, so I don't see how that reflects on me. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs>